got on Cash on me Shawty blew my phone That's corny That's a no-no Oh, hello, hello, and welcome to Barbershop.talk. This is a podcast to talk about concerns facing your community, concerns facing you. That's right. If you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on this podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio, located in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm here joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Oh, I just love that tune from King Cat. But all right. You know, I do have to say, and I say this just about every single podcast, because I want to make sure that our listeners understand when Casey talk about the real flavor of barbershop talk, he is talking about bringing a conversation from the barbershop into the podcast. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce our third ho- uh, co-host, and that is Arthur. Uh, we seem to be forgetting about him for the last couple of podcasts, and we definitely don't want to get him upset again. You know, we had a we had a hard time when he was talking about last time. You see, now he's trying to talk over me. Don't talk over me, Arthur. Just introduce yourself and be a nice. Oh, I don't know. Say I don't want to say person because he's not really a person. <laughs> uh, being a nice artificial intelligence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's okay. That's good enough. Okay. Go for it, Arthur. Hello. My name is Arthur. It's a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk. I do not believe I need to introduce myself. All of your listeners remember the smartest person in the room, and that is who I am. I am only introducing myself because you asked me to. Well, at least he can follow directions. <laughs> I mean, we asked you to do it, so okay. Well, we can appreciate that. Oh, 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 Casey, mm-hmm. I got to tell you about the conversation in the shop. Oh, yeah. Got to tell you, got to tell you. Now, first of all, they was talking about the the old comedians, you know, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if we should classify uh, Eddie Murphy as being an old comedian. Yeah, yeah, he was a comedian first. Yeah. That's what led to all the other stuff. Okay, so, you, okay, so, okay, Eddie, okay, he was a comedian first, Eddie Murphy, yeah. and now he is old, right? but then they talked about uh some of the other uh comedians such as uh kevin hart chappelle and uh um they was telling jokes about you know caucasians and the barbershop was rolling this guy had a uh he was he had on his phone he showed certain clips and i mean it was hilarious the whole barbershop was rolling you know they was talking about the difference between when you fire a african-american or black person Versus when you fire a Caucasian or a white guy. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah, they were totally rolling <laughs> on that. But then. The amount of people present when you do that is different, too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. But then, Casey, he played this video and the whole barbershop was silence. I mean, silence. So I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to play it. Let me let me see if I can pull it up here. because I, I, Let me see if I get it on my little iPad here and. Here we go. The next song is called 
black people. Black people, they really love chicken. Black people, at the crib they always kicking. But black people, they wear really long shorts. I said black people, they're better than us at sports. Except for soccer. Black people, they can jump really high. But black people, but if they jump in the pool, they'll die. Uh, black oh. people, they're very strong and very proud. I said black people, they sometimes talk really loud. So please don't discriminate because of their skin. It's already such a crazy, stupid world that we live in. Time is moving fast and the clock is ticking. So treat them equally and please uh, just let them eat their chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the whole barbershop, they was not laughing like we're doing right now. <laughs> they so got hot. I mean, they were mad. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty funny. You know, I, 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 I thought so too. And and look, I know some of the people out there is like, hey, he's saying a lot of stereotypes and everything. Well, some stereotypes are true. Right. Most right. stereotypes are funny. Yeah, and I think this happens to be the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think. I, I mean, I really think he had, he had a point when he said that uh, uh, black people like their chicken. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a funny thing, though, J. Rod. Uh, I, I don't like chicken. What? Watermelon either. Get out of here! <laughs> I, I love them. I don't like them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They got hot. I mean, it was the thing is, it was funny when they was talking about the Caucasian race, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's laughing to my how funny it is. But as soon as that young boy played this this clip, that barbershop, the whole environment, <laughs> he flipped the script. They got all sensitive. That's right. Got their boxers in a bunch. <laughs> Come on, you gotta like no. If you can't laugh at yourself, you shouldn't laugh at others. I I agree with you there. It was a big oh oh. Is all I can say. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't have played that. <laughs> that young boy paid for his service and he left immediately. And the, the biggest message out of the whole thing that he said was treat them equally. Yeah, at the very oh, end. Yeah, who, who's opposed to that? That's right. That was the biggest message out of all that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for ending that properly. But my goodness. Well, I think the old guys in the barbershop, then all of a sudden they... Uh, uh, I don't know. After they mood chain, they want to talk about like they was historians. They knew everything about sports and history. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh oh, here we go. I didn't open up uh, a can of worms. Uh, but this question was asked. Okay. And uh, and our listeners, you can see if you can answer this question too, because it, it almost seemed like it's uh, uh, on the surface, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask uh, you, our listeners, and also going to ask you, Casey, who was the first person of color? In the NBA. Now, before you give me the name, mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that. Who was the first person of color in the NBA? Okay. Now, before you talk about the person, okay. I got another question. Listen, this one, I really need you. Was that person Native American? Was he Mexican? African American? Or Asian? Okay. Um, all right. I believe the the NBA integrated in 1950. Uh, I, I really don't remember the guy's name, but I want to say it was 1950. It was African American. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I'm hearing you saying is that it was African American. That's the race. We got that. Yeah. 
and you said a year. So, all right, hey Arthur, can you pull up any video or anything? Uh, letting us know the answer because I know in the barbershop, I don't want to change the barbershop. Now, it was these two older guys, and one guy was saying he was uh Native American, uh, uh Indian, and he was talking about um the football player, what's his name, Thorne, Jim Thorne, yeah, yeah, Jim Thorne. And I was like, man, that's a football player, not a basketball player, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but then the majority of them were saying African American. So, uh, what do you, what did you find, Arthur? Let us know. It out as a white man's game, which is really interesting based on how it looks today. Uh, the first person of color to to break through that ceiling in the NBA was actually an Asian American player in the late 1940s, and the first African American players took to the court in the early 1950s. And what they brought with them was not just a diversity or ticking of a box, but actually a totally new angle and approach to the game. One that required a different approach to teamwork, a different approach to individual roles on the team, and allowed people to, to take center stage as stars with tricks. So it's not that they're better athletes, right? It's just that they played a different style of ball. Black men. Wow, did you hear that? There was a lot there. Tonight. It was a whole lot. Now, 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 first of all, let's go back to the original point. Yes. Yes. She said, Asian. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Asian. Now that probably would have been my last choice of the four. I agree. I, I you know, I, I, I just can't believe that. No, I, I just can't think it's Asian. <laughs> no, it has to be African American. Yes, but she keeps saying Asian. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know, because uh, you know, I don't know if it's a stereotype or not, but is it most Asian people kind of short? That is very stereotypical, Jay Rod. I, I'm ashamed to work with you right now. Uh, but yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, okay. I tell, I tell you what, Arthur. I got to find out some more information because you're talking about an Asian guy. In okay, we not, we got to find out more information about that. Yeah. So, what, hit us up, Arthur. Let us know the truth. Yeah, please do. Please do. All right, here we go. All right, first of all, what was his name? I know that's hard to pronounce, but let's see what this. What's his name? Misaka. Okay, that sounds uh -oh. like an Asian name. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty Asian. All right, okay. If that is the case, then what I'm going to ask you to do is just go ahead and what do you say his name? Masaka. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Tell us about Masaka. All right, Arthur, tighten this up. The first non-white NBA player debuted during the 1947 to 48 season. The same year Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color barrier when he debuted. Wait a minute now. You mean to tell me that I never heard of this guy, this Asian guy? He did it the same year as Jackie Robinson, mm -hmm. but Jackie must have got all the pub. Well, okay. At that time, though, the NBA wasn't this nationally popular sport that it is today. Excuse and, me. Well, that's true. It's true. It was way down on the totem pole. And baseball actually ruled them. Uh, it was the American pastime back then. It was the most popular sport at that time. Yeah, I, matter of fact, I can see that. I can see that. All right, well, give us some more information on this guy. The NBA that we know is the product of the merger of the two leagues in 1949 and the merger with the ABBA, American Basketball Association, in 1976. In 1947, the New York Knicks of the BAA picked Misaka as the first pick in the seventh round of the draft, making Misaka the first non-white player in the league point zero. 
I'll be a monkey's uncle because mm. I was almost certain that would have been an African American, but it kind of oh, I see right here. Okay, here he is right here. Man, he is short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he looks super short. Right. Like, like what's his height? I mean, it says here five seven. The original Spud Webb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't say that. He was a point guard. Huh. All right, let's find out a little bit more about his background. Just a little bit. I'm kind of curious about this guy. Wadara Misaka was born in 1923 to first-generation Japanese-American immigrant parents in Utah. Misaka's father was a barber in the small town of Ogden, and his family lived in a small space above his father's barber shop. Well, that explains it all. That explains it all. What explains it all, J. Rob? Well, his father was a barber, but he overcame that. No, no, no. Which <laughs> man? What? 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 Suck. <laughs> what? Look, barbers can pump out some good athletes here. I just want you to know. I just want you to know. We're gonna have to have a study of that. You know, I, I, I'm gonna complain to the studio about your comments. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness. Well, his father was a barber. They lived on top of a barber shop. So that's probably what made him a great basketball player. Because like I said earlier, barbers. That's the blueprint for it. That's right. Barbers can kick out some good players. I just want you to look what my father made. (laughs) All right. Well, all right. But but it is. He was he was five, seven and he was an excellent basketball player. Wow. In fact, it says here that. Oh, man, Arthur, you got to quit showing us this. Read it out loud. He was inspired by the Harlem Globetrotters, which was an all-black performance basketball team. Well, it's just mm-hmm. full circle. We may not have been the first person of color in the NBA. But we inspired that first person <laughs> <That's> of color. <right. laughs> You're absolutely right. We always got to get us some credit somewhere. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Now, I tell you what, they moved on from the uh, uh, the NBA, and then they start talking about uh, Pioneers, the first black person that made it to the uh well wait a minute NFL. Dre Rod, but who was the first black player in the nba that's a good question that's a good question uh uh well arthur, arthur i know you're the smartest in the room <laughs> i know you are so with that being said i'm simply going to have to ask you to tell us about who was the first african-american in the nba Earl Lloyd continued to be a basketball pioneer, becoming the first black player to do many things in the NBA. In 1955, he averaged 10.2 points and 7.2 rebounds with the Syracuse Nationals, helping them win the championship. Well, I'll be. Earl Lloyd. Yeah, Earl. Now, we'll tell you this. Averaging 10 points and 7 rebounds, that'll get you on the bench today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's a solid contributor. That's a solid contributor. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Tell me more about it. All right. You got to remember the games. They probably only scored 60, 70 points in the whole game back then. So, well, Okay, that's a good point. That's, but how come we never heard of this guy? I mean, from the uh, uh, the first black person in the NBA is Earl Lloyd, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't hear about him. Uh, didn't hear about the Asian guy, you know. Uh, but we did hear about Jackie Roberts. Now, I had heard of Earl Lloyd before. I just couldn't remember his name. But I, I remember hearing about Earl Lloyd playing. And I remember he started in 1950. So. 
Wow. Well, you was absolutely right. It was 1950. So no question about that. All right. So I'm going to move on now because it's getting kind of intriguing to me because now I'm going to move to my, my favorite sport, which is the, the NFL. Mm-hmm. So who's the first black person? Matter of fact, uh, uh, an audience, I want you to do this to our listening audience. Tell me what year. How about that? We're going to start with the year. What year did the first African-American uh, sign a NFL contract? Yeah. What do you think about that? Wow. Uh, hmm. Come on, you can do it. Well, I know it had to be at least by the 1960s because we had the great Jim Brown. But, uh... Try again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. So probably in the 1950s after World War II. Okay. Uh, you must still be cold. All right. Uh... You think we should call the smartest person? Yeah, room? yeah. Come on, Arthur. All right, Arthur. What you got for us? You know, but I want to guess. I want to guess on that too, because I, because okay. I'm going to. What was your last guess? What'd you say? Nineteen what? The nineteen. Uh, I said the nineteen fifties. You know, after World War Two. Okay, because I, I I'm thinking about maybe nineteen fifty five, nineteen fifty three as well. So all right, Arthur. Arthur, turn is on. What is it? What do you have to say about this one? In nineteen twenty. Fritz Pollard became the first African-American to play in the NFL during its formative years. However, in the years after Fritz's departure, the NFL owners imposed a gentleman's agreement preventing the signing of more black players. Wow. That's a double whammy right there. That is a double whammy. The first one is, wow, 1920? Go ahead, Fritz Pollard. Yeah, good for him. Man, I mean, they probably tore him up on the field. Oh man, yeah, he earned every yard. Yeah, now this is what I this is what I picture in 1920, the only black man in the NFL. He had to carry all the dummies out to the practice field. <laughs> he had to bring all the buckets of water and set it on the sidelines, and he had to light the coach's cigar. <laughs> <laughs> now this is what I this is what I envision. Okay, he was the fastest some bitch on that field because what nobody blocking for him. <laughs> Even his own teammates was trying to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, I get that. But, but here's the other whammy that came out of that. The owners imposed a gentleman's agreement. Gentlemen, my ass, you racist bastard. <laughs> no more black plate. Ain't that a blimp? I, I agree. I agree. That is a personal foul. <laughs> <laughs> so who was the first black player after that then? They had this agreement, no more black players. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, I think they made a movie about this guy, though. Yeah? Yeah, and it wasn't Jim Brown. because They said the guy before Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't this guy in 1920. It wasn't that uh, the polar Fritz guy. Powell. Yeah, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. All right, so, Arthur, what do you have to say about this guy? Kenny Washington was credited with reintegrating the NFL in 1946. All right, that's the guy. That had, it was It was a, a, actually a movie. It was actually a movie about this guy. All right, so let's hear some uh, other stuff about this guy. He said it was uh, Kenny Washington. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear about Kenny Washington. Kenneth S. Washington, August 31, 1918 to June 24, 1971, was in. All right, the first thing I want to point out, Casey, that this guy was two years old. <laughs> when the guy, oh, when that guy, yeah, the first guy. Yeah, the first guy. Right. Was a grown man. Mm-hmm. This guy was only two years old uh, when the first African American signed a contract with NFL. All right, okay. Tell us about Kendi Anderson. What did you say? He was a what? Was an American professional football player who was the first African-American to sign a contract with the National Football League. 
NFL team in the modern post-World War II era. He played college football for the UCLA Bruins. Wow. Mm. Oh, in California. Uh, let's see what kind of stats this guy had. Okay, he was running back. Mm-hmm. All right, he had number 13. All right, got that. He died at the age of 52. Man, even back then, you just wasn't surviving, J-Rod. Yeah, apparently not. That was a big boy. He was 6'3", 237 pounds. Wow, that's a big running back for back then. You're right. That's a big running back for today. No joke. And, you know, and, uh, of course, he went undrafted because he graduated mm-hmm. in 1940. And so he didn't really play until six years later. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. I had to wait six years for his opportunity. That reminds me of Warren Moon. Oh, he had to wait yeah. Six or seven years for his opportunity. I think seven years. Yeah. He went up to he Canada. College player of the year, top uh, quarterback in college football for two years running, won the Heisman, won the Rose Bowl, yeah. had to go to the CFL in order to play quarterback. The NFL said we'd only draft you if you switch to a different position. Yeah. I think yeah, you're right about that. You know, See, that is what that I got. That was in the 70s, folks. And, and this is why this guy is singing this song. This song is called Black People. Black people, we love chicken. Black people at the crib, they always kicking. But black people, they wear really long shorts. I said black people, they're better than us at sports. Except for soccer. Black people, <laughs> they can jump really high. But black people... But if they jump in the pool, they'll die. Black people, they're very strong and very proud. I said black people, they sometimes talk really loud. So please don't discriminate because of their skin. It's already such a crazy, stupid world that we live in. Time is moving fast and the clock is ticking. So treat them equally and please uh, just let them eat their chicken. (laughs) Okay, I like the last part about the chicken. I like a lot of it, but, but here's what I want to know. When we get done with this podcast, are we going to churches or KFC? Maybe Popeye. Probably going to Popeye. We're going to go to Popeye. We'll get the red beans and rice. Mm. And, they, and matter of fact, Popeye got these new uh, nuggets, these chicken nuggets. I heard of them. Yeah, they're not bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not bad. All right. Well, you know something? I think it's time to recognize our sponsor, <laughs> you know, because uh, <laughs> after the beautiful song about black people, and if they jump in the pool, they might die. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said sounds like they watch you out there swimming J-Rod. well i cannot swim <laughs> that's what i'm talking about but i tell you what i didn't need to swim because when i was growing up every time we went in the pool my mother put one of these life jackets on you know the big orange ones and he's talking about the little pool in the backyard the lower <laughs> pool. <laughs> well, well kind of all right but we're saying all that we're gonna go ahead and recognize our sponsors here Hey, it's a party out in my head. Hey, hey. Tell one on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in my head. Oh, that's right. Let's recognize our sponsors. Oh, by the way, if you want to be a sponsor, there is a small fee. It's a monthly fee. Just go ahead and send it to us. Send an email to KingCap. King K I N G Cap K A P at three one seven at gmail.com and let us know if you would like to sponsor our podcast. Because keep in mind, if you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're gonna talk about it today. 
Now, let me go ahead and uh, recognize Out The Way Studio, which is King Cap is the owner. He also have other other businesses out there, such as custom-made T-shirts and apparel. If you want any information or his catalog, go ahead and email him at that King Cap. Now, also, we must recognize our second sponsor, and that is at 421 Barbershop in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want good things to happen to your hair, come on in and see any of the master barbers, and we will get you right. All righty. Those are our sponsors. All right. Then I think it's time for us to move on, Casey. All right. Yeah. All right. I wonder what the uh, – see what else we have here down in the uh, the comments or the things for uh, from the barbershop. Well, I do. I do have something else to talk about. I really mm -hmm. do. I do. I just have to think about it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is on the, on a, almost on a serious topic. You know, my I have a, my cousin. A cousin. He's also a client at the barbershop, mm -hmm. and um, he had uh, what do you call that when you like get remarried? Renew or oh, renewing your vow. Yes, he did that. Actually, it was a very beautiful ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my thought on that. And then, you know, feel free to, to jump in and tell what you thought. Because first of all, I thought it was a beautiful ceremony. And it made me realize as a married guy that it's not a bad idea for every married couple to renew their vows. I really do believe so. Because wow. uh, I think uh, when you've been married for a long period of time, you have a tendency, and I hate to use the word... Uh, uh, take for granted or forget but at that ceremony it really made me realize how important my spouse and i understand what our listeners your spouses really are so if you ever think about renewing your vows i'm going to encourage you to go ahead and do that if you don't do it yourself see one because you get a recommitment yeah because uh you know naturally when you've been in a relationship for a real long time, you start to lose focus of a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And over the years, they kind of add up and can put you in a different place. So, yeah, yeah I think that is a that is a good idea. But I, I'm curious, before you went to this, mm -hmm. what were your views on renewing vows? Uh, I wasn't really a big fan of it, right? Because I'm like, hey, we had our marriage. You know, we're, we're solid. We're good. You know, we have all these different phases in our marriage and we're just going through these phases and it's not really necessary because we know where we are. But that's what I was thinking before right. I went. And yeah. then after you saw it, you saw the actual value of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like looking in the mirror and making a recommitment. Okay. So that was a uh, man. That was an eye opener. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful ceremony, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because we all got a little bit up in age and a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So when I've seen some of my relatives. You know, I was like, oh, who's that old man getting in the way? You know, <laughs> that was my cousin. <laughs> Same age as I am. So uh, 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 that uh -oh. was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the reality that's check. That's right. So I was like, okay. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought that was very intriguing. It was yeah. anytime that I have an eye opening experience. Uh, okay. All right. All good. Yeah. You know, I guess he's more excited than I am. Maybe he's going to go back. Your cousin, a seaman or something? <laughs> no, he's not. A pirate? <laughs> that did sound like a pirate, didn't it? <laughs> I guess he was endorsing what I was saying. But again, hey, to my listeners, please, 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 if you ever have a, have that conversation with your loved one, uh, 
go ahead and do that. It is a really wonderful experience. And I really enjoyed the ceremony and I was there. Right. All right. Well, I think we better go ahead and sign off because we're running close on time. Is there anything else you want to add, uh, Casey? Uh, no, I think we I think we covered enough for this session. Uh, oh, yeah. And you know what? I did research, uh, do some research while you was doing this stuff. Okay. Okay. So uh, we know that Earl, uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, it was uh, the football player. Yeah. You mean Kenny Washington? Kenny Washington. Okay. So in 1946, Kenny Washington uh, was the first African-American to sign with the NFL since Fritz Pollard from 1920. Yes. But also that same year, uh, Woody Strode, Bill Willis, and Marion Motley all signed, and they all played in that year. Uh, but uh, Kenny Washington was the first to sign. All so right. he broke the barrier that had been established by these uh, gentlemen with their agreements. And uh, I want to recognize those other three as well. Yeah, in fact, a good call out, because I like to thank them all for opening up the door, because they really revolutionized the game. And so if you are African-American, and if you are willing to take a chance on anything and put your all to it and be successful. Congratulations to you, and we're here to motivate you. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Again, thank you, listeners, for listening to our podcast. We are nothing without you. All right. Feel free. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe. Be wise and be loved. And we say, go Go mob. It's a party out in my head.